You know, one of the things that I think that people love when I'm on a podcast, you find a lot of people go on there, no, I'm just like I was in my 20s. Bullshit, okay? <laughs> yeah. No. If that's the case, you're a freak of nature. I'm not a freak of nature. Yeah. I talk to people yeah. all day, every day. Let's be honest. I don't want other 60-year-olds going out there going, why is he so virile? And, you know, what's wrong with me? I'm going to be honest. I am not as virile as I was in my 20s, 30s, or 40s, for that matter, okay? And it's oh, yes. definitely going the wrong direction as I age. But there are things that you can do to prolong your potency. There are things that you can do to enhance the times that you are still intimate. So why not do them? To overcome, you must educate. Educate not only yourself, but educate anyone seeking to learn. We are all dead America. We can all learn something. To learn, we must challenge what we already understand. The way we do that is through conversation. Sometimes we have conversations with others. However, some of the best conversations happen with ourselves. Reach out and challenge yourself. Let's dive in and learn something right now. Today I'm speaking with Jeff Abraham. He is the CEO of Absorption Pharmaceuticals. Jeff, could you please introduce yourself? Let people know just a little bit about you, please. Yeah, I'm a 64-year-old male who is the CEO of Absorption Pharmaceuticals. Uh, we make a line of products, sexual wellness products, marketed under the name Promescent. I am uh, a frequent visitor to a lot of podcasts. I tend to be very open, very honest, very upfront. I believe that, you know, America is the greatest country in the world. I was born here. It gave me an opportunity to better myself. I believe we've come upon some very difficult times. I believe we're at a crossroads and we have to determine which path we take going forward from here. You know, business success is all well and good. And we've certainly been very successful. Sexual wellness is part of life. And it's a big part of life that for whatever reason, people weren't able to talk about for a long period of time. And they were uncomfortable talking about it, which is unfortunate because I say this to people and it makes me laugh. A diabetic is never chastised or feels guilty about taking insulin. A cancer patient is never feel guilty or chastised for taking chemo. Why is it that anytime you go, I'm not going to use a sexual aid. Oh, he needs help getting it up. Oh, he needs help maintaining it. You know, it's like, wait a second. Okay. There are legitimate medical reasons why some of these things occur. Let's talk about them and address them. And let's let people know you're not alone, you know, but that's just one part of what ails society today. We talked a little bit prior to starting the podcast about the state that the country's in and you know, we need a lot more partisanship. We need, uh, I mean, excuse me, bipartisanship. We need a lot more people meeting in the middle. And you can talk about relationships the same way with men and women. You need to look at it from your partner's point of view, just like we need to, as a country, look at it from the opposing political party's point of view. This country has always been best when it's center left, center, center right. Any extreme never works far right, far left. And the also, I will tell you that I have a firm belief 
that any governing body needs to represent the very people that they govern, whether it's the United States Senate, you know, the Republican Judicial Committee, you look at it, it's eight white males over 74 years old. Is this a country of 74 year old or older white males? Of course not. Even in our industry, in the uh, advisory boards of the American Urological Association, the Sexual Medicine Society of North America, the International Society of Sexual Medicine, they're all run by complete male advisory boards. Are the only people having sex in this country males one-on-one -on -one in homosexual relationships? Of course not. The majority of relationships are heterosexual. Why aren't there females on these advisory boards? Why aren't there females and minorities in the governing bodies of the political parties of this country? So there's a theme here, whether it's sex, whether it's politics, whether it's just life in general, we need to communicate better. We need to be able to uh, meet in the middle and compromise. And we need to have a higher level of communication so that it establishes trust. There's nothing that makes resolution of anything and compromise worse than when you feel the other side's not listening or not hearing. Okay. That leads to frustration, anger, and bitterness, and each side dinging themselves in further. So whether we're talking about the bedroom, the boardroom, the you know, political spectrum, we need people to be a little more open. We need people to be a little more willing to compromise and at least hear what the other side has to say before digging in and go, no, you're full of shit. Yeah, I agree. You know, that's that's the blunder we're in, in America especially, because you know as well as I do, wherever America goes, the world always wants to follow that. We've Absolutely. always been that beacon, you know, yeah. so and and I'm fearful that we're losing that and we're getting a little tarnished. I don't believe that we're not the best America. We're not the best country in the world. We still are. We hold that beacon of freedom. And this is why right now in our political stance, our world matters the most. People need to be able to speak their mind without being aggravated and ignorant. And, you know, if you do research, make sure it's good research and double check. Uh, I like to look at both sides because you'll find truth in both sides. Without and you kind of have to, you have to mesh them together anymore. It's ridiculous. And it's, you know, I liked the days of Walter Conkright, <laughs> you know. We, we could turn that sucker on, and when the news came on at 5, 6 o'clock, that was the news. Now we're CNN 24-7, bling, bling, who's got the best headline, and it's got the nest kind of stirring. It's well, you ridiculous. know the difference, and I've said this to people, people go, you know, I never thought of that. Let me tell you the difference. Back in those days when Walter Cronkite used to come on, or you know, Jennings, Peter Jennings, whoever, and they had, you know, the nightly news. Networks looked at the news as a lost leader. The news wasn't about revenue. It wasn't about ad revenue. It was about, they made their money on programming and all they did was spit the truth and say news, okay? And it was unbiased. They didn't have a political bent, it was unbiased. Now you have Fox News, you have CNN that are 24 hour news stations that it's all about generating revenue commercial. So they want to be out there. They want to be having, you know, really controversial opinions and maybe false opinions. Opinionated. To literally yes. 
make it. Some of the news on those stations isn't news. It's infomercials. It's personalities. I That's saw, right. I saw when Fox News was being sued, and this is the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen. Sean Hannity and uh, Janine Pirro, in their depositions for this lawsuit against misinformation, said people shouldn't take us seriously. We're you know, political uh, commentators and we're meant to stir up controversy and you can't say what we're doing is fact. That's not how they advertise themselves, okay? And their listeners aren't sitting there at the beginning of the program. They don't put a disclaimer on the bottom saying a lot of this is complete bullshit. We're just stoking fires, you know what I mean? And if you want to be honest, you can't say in a deposition, why would anyone take us seriously? We're just entertainment. And then present yourself as a news channel. CNN's guilty of that as well. They have all these blazes are for profit and news should not be for profit. News should be about informing and educating people so that people can make proper decisions. If you're going I to agree. entertainment, advertise yourself as entertainment and don't put news in your headline. Yeah, opinions are not news. They're, They're just not news. hype. Yeah. And, and you know, when when we climb on to that bandwagon, especially when we grab it and don't do any research, we saw yeah. it. It's real. It's true. Yeah. What source did that come from? Yeah. And and it's very true. We are in a very bad state. You know, we've got we've pulled our relationships throughout the world to straining points in many ways. And. <coughs> We've got to be very, very critical and we've got to be very cautious with our political stance in the world, especially today. Right now, That's it's critical. Sure. The last four years, the last five years, Vladimir Putin couldn't have scripted it any better. He's now pointing, go look at America. This is supposedly the shining light of democracy. They're on the verge of yeah. a civil war. They don't even trust their own elections. You know, that if... If he would have come over here and we would have installed him as president, he couldn't have done a better job of sowing distrust. You know, so all these other nations were out there preaching democracy is the way to go. They're going, why don't you clean up your own house first, okay? What the hell is going on in your own country? You're preaching how great democracy is. Look at how dysfunctional you are. And that yeah. never... And, and and our credibility has weakened because, you know, look at the Crimea, you know, when they yeah. annexed it and... Nothing was done. We've got our we we've got our threat. equipment. Yeah. 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 Why we've got idle think, threats. Why do you think that right now Putin is massing, you know, all his troops yeah. where they're at right now yeah. and threatening Ukraine? Okay. Yeah. Because everything in the past we've done, we've it's like the parent who says, I'm gonna count to three to their child. You better do this. And they count to three to go, I'm gonna count to three again. I'm gonna count to you're teaching the child, that thing. doesn't mean shit, okay? At That's a certain right. point, if you get past two, you got to whack the kid on the ass and say, I told you, don't make me get to three. If you go, I'm going to count yes. to three, and you go one, two, three, and it's two, I'm going to count to three again, I'm going to count to three again, he's going to go, you're going to count to three forever and not do anything. You have to literally, if you put something in place and say, this is a line you don't walk over, and a person walks over the line, you better kick their ass, okay? Because... You are literally saying the next time I say count to three, don't take it seriously because I'm not going to do anything. And I'll tell yeah. you, and we have an office in Dubai. We have an office in Brussels. We have an office now. We're growing rapidly. We have one in uh, uh, China. And, you know, I talked to the people in the overseas divisions of Promescent 
And they're like, what is going on over there? I'm like, don't yeah. believe me. You know, I'm just here. I'm a citizen. You know, there's still a lot of good Americans. They're like, it's, we can't put our faith and our trust in you anymore. It's like, you guys are all over the place. And I go, yeah, we are. The fact that we now have a party trying to discredit elections. And here's the crazy part. They filed 48 lawsuits, 47 of them got immediately thrown out. And even when you look at what Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell are saying in their depositions, they're saying we had no proof, we had no this. There has to be repercussions for that. You can't try to tear down democracy and go, I just did it because someone told me to do it. You're an attorney. You can't literally go into court and claim and rile up people and have them attack the U.S. Capitol and cause death and then go, well, I didn't really have any facts. I mean, what? Where are we? Okay, I'm like, I don't understand how it's taken this long, but I do understand how, you know, certain people are trying to keep us from getting to the truth about what actually happened. We need to understand how something happened to make sure it doesn't happen again. And it can't right. happen again. And, and and that goes on both sides. Oh, you know, without a doubt. Trust me. It, 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 we, we, like you said, our politics is a pendulum. And it's we never swing in the middle. It's so swings far. Too far to That's one right. Side, then it swings That's too right. far to the other side. It never is in the middle. And let me tell you That's something. That's right. When I right see. Right there in the middle. Like Elizabeth Warren and the squad with AOC. They're not in line with the typical American. That's one of the reasons. And the Democrats are one of the reasons that Trump actually became a phenomenon because so many people were tired of woke culture and this bullshit where you can't be real and you can't tell a joke. Okay. But we can't go to the point where we go, let's bring an autocrat, some complete narcissistic, you know, self aggrandizing imbecile in and make him president because of that. But yeah. It started because so many people were go, I'm tired of this wokeness, you know? And here's another thing that frustrates me. We can't get to the point where we go, okay, we had a housing crisis. Okay, anyone who had a mortgage upside down, okay, just relieve the debt and make everyone who paid their mortgage pay for it. You can't get to a point where people like me who put myself through college, who put my son through college now go, okay, all student debt, cancel it. You can't get to a point where... During the pandemic, even people who were gainfully employed, never lost a day of work, and who were thriving, get stimulus checks, okay? You can't, and that's one of the things that the Democrats do, is their goal is to just spend their way out of anything because they don't have to budget anything, they just raise taxes. You have to have fiscal sanity. You have to have a point in time where you say, we take care of the underprivileged. We take care of children that are in the poverty low. But they keep coming up with these programs that are so bastardized that everyone and their brother is on them and taking advantage of them, people that don't deserve them. So there's, I don't know what the answer is. We need a third party in this country. We need a true libertarian party. But right now, if you vote libertarian, you're throwing your vote away because you have no chance to win. I I really think, uh, do you know about the Article 5 movement? Yes, I, I really believe that's a good start where we need to push to, because I think we have a lot of career politicians in here doing negative things that really affect our image yeah. around the world. Yes. So I, I think that is our best movement right now to kind of get a hold on 
what's going on in Washington and in our local governments. You know, yeah. action really need to start in our grassroots local. Yeah, you know, your school boards, all of that. And if you're allowing it there, it's just going to grandize itself in Washington. Well, do you so, see how many of these local electors now and state, you know, voting commissioners, these nuts that tried to overturn the election are now running so they have the blueprint how they can overturn an election. I'm a firm believer that no one should be denied the right to vote. All votes should be counted. And if a political party feels that they're not able to win an election, then change your politics. Don't change the law so that you can overturn votes, deny people the opportunity to vote. That's insanity. Yes. Well, you know, we pay our politicians a lot of money and they're getting financially wealthy and they're getting their retirement paid for, you know. So glorious retirement. Exactly. We should expect more from them. And I think they they spend way too much time on CNN, Fox, all of these things, and they need to spend more time in the office doing their job instead of relying on committee-based Oh, politics. yeah, but think about this for a second. Okay, you see AOC go to the Met Gala Ball wearing a dress that says tax the rich. And she's going to a $30,000 event. How insane <laughs> is that? And how tone deaf is that? But think about Matt yeah. Getz and Lauren Boebert and that other absolute numbskull, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Can you think of any policy or any litigation or uh, legislation they've ever worked on or passed? The answer is no. I've researched it. All they are are talking heads trying to be controversial and say insane things and drum up conspiracy theories. That's why you're, you're not elected for that reason. You're elected to go to Washington and have dialogue and create legislation to help yeah. people. There is That's nothing right. further from the truth of what they do. Nothing. That's I don't right. know if you saw the article today. She did a video on some right-wing news channel last night, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and she said, this is how uneducated and how nonsensical this is. She said, Nancy Pelosi and her gazpacho police Gispacho. That's a soup. Gispacho. Okay. Uh-huh. Is that a Gestapo? I'm like Gestapo. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, how uneducated and how moronic do you have to be? That's just one of many. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she has a GED. She didn't graduate from high school. You know, color me crazy, but I think having a high school diploma should be at least the bare minimum to be a congressperson, okay? Are you kidding yeah. me? I mean, really? In this day our, and age, our, Yeah, our world is not, kind of yeah. declining. It, I mean, when I think of Ronald Reagan and Chip O'Neill, one was a Republican, one was a Democrat, having fierce debates yep. and one out to right. dinner and having a drink together, you know what I mean? I yep. look at that as two statesmen, you know what I mean? That's that right. Literally, when you look it at it, it was different. It was different. When you look at John McCain yeah. and Joe Biden, back when Joe Biden was young and virile, not the freaking lame ass virgin we have now where he can't remember what he had for breakfast. But they yeah. were almost a Democrat, one was a Republican. They sponsored legislation together. They went on trips to war zones right. together. They were best friends, okay? They literally put their country above their party, okay? That's There's right. none of that now. 
None. Zero. That's right. And that's why and that's that's yeah. we lack compromise. Yeah. But that's why I admire Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney. They said, listen, I'm an American before I'm a Republican. I'm going on this committee. We are going to find out what happened on January 6th. Yeah. And we need that. We you need know, it. I've 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 been longing for that. And yeah. many other people. Yes. You know, I don't care what the truth is. It, I just want to know what it is. It needs to be there. Yeah. Yes. I want to know the truth, you know, and then we as a society can sort all of that out. Yeah. Then it's, it's remarkable. People know the truth <laughs> and they can determine what path they want to take forward when they go into the voting right. room or whatever. But without the facts. But I think it's becoming very obvious when you see what's going on with shredded documents and all this stuff that, you know, there's some really bad bad things were yeah. going on. There was an overt attempt to overthrow a legitimate election, and that is undeniable and unquestionable. That can never happen, because without That's a right. fair and... If the losing side doesn't accept defeat, then you don't have a democracy anymore. Well, I look back at 2000 with the Gore-Bush thing. Yes. You know, Al Gore stepped aside. He, he had he, a legitimate case more than Donald Trump to say. Yes, <laughs> it was razor. I, I would agree with that. Yeah. And yeah. he literally said, for the good of this country, we need to move forward. I am going to, you know, step aside and allow George Bush to assume the presidency. That's and right. That and I'll work it out in the courts. Right. Yes. Exactly. You know, and that's the way it worked that's the way it should have worked this time and it was insulting that trump did what he did you Think know about he it. they went to court and got slaughtered okay yes they were laughed out of court and here they are over a year later still repeating the same lies yeah yeah it's kind of ridiculous and uh you know there's there's checks and balances to keep that from happening yeah and it it seems that the people didn't have the power to stand up to what was happening. Yeah. Uh, and when we lack the courage to say no to the power, we, we've already lost. Let me tell you something. So, you know how close those guardrails came to not holding? If people like Brad Raffensperger in Georgia would have literally found the extra 12,792 votes that he that Trump asked him for, we could have literally been in a constitutional crisis and literally had two parties claiming the presidency. When you look yeah. at, at the actual facts, this alternative slate of electors, they knew they lost and they were pressing ahead through absolutely fraudulent means trying to overturn a just election. Yeah. And it's well, our electoral college is there for a reason. Yes. You know, and, and it, you can't deny it. It's there yeah. and it's yeah. there for a reason. But, you know, the thing that people need to understand in a lot of these states, like it was the Republicans who went, this election was fair in this state. It was the Republicans in the states that actually said, wait a second, you're asking us to oh, we've done our checks and balances. We've done these recounts. Think about this. Trump's own handpicked cyber ninjas who went into Arizona and said, we're proving this. 
went in there and they found out Biden won by a larger margin that was reported. And that was a dubious company. So we had a fair election. We elected a president. If you don't like it, then start planning how to retake it four years later. Don't start saying the election was fraudulent yes. and destroy people's yes. faith in actually casting their ballots. Uh, and another thing there, you know, our presidency office is not a person. It's so an it's an office. And that is sacred. That's honorable. And it was childish was behavior. Years. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I think we're back in high school. Yeah, even now. It's ridiculous. He continues to tarnish the office of the president. He's con- yeah. is, he literally put himself above the country, above the office of the presidency. This pettiness, and let me tell you something, by continuing to relitigate it 2020, he's going to harm the Republicans' opportunity to retake the Senate and the House in 2022. And that's why you see yeah. like Pence now and McConnell now coming out and saying, you're wrong. Chris Christie's doing Chris, it. Exactly. There's quite a few of them. Yeah. Focus and, and, yeah. on what the Democrats aren't doing right now. Focus on what you can do better and have people go, we need to switch back to being Republicans rather than continue. I think he is literally so ill-formed ego-wise that he can't handle the fact that he lost an election. And this is what it's about. Yeah. It's not about what's yeah. right. He can't stand that he lost. He is he's like a whiny high school kid that, you know, asked someone to go to the prom and the gal said no. And he's spending the rest of his life trying to prove that he should have, you know, been given a yes rather than a no. Yeah, there's a big ego in Donald Trump. You know, yeah. I did not vote for Donald Trump the first time. Yes. And I I was I was so darn what do we do here at this last election? Yeah. You know, my vote doesn't even count anyway, but uh, uh, we, we are Gary hurt. Johnson in 2016. I voted libertarian. I voted for Gary Johnson. I didn't like uh, Hillary Clinton. I go, I'm not voting for Donald Trump. This past election, I voted for Joe Biden. But let me be clear. That was a anybody but Trump vote. I wasn't voting for Joe Biden. I was voting against Donald Trump. I go, I would vote for anyone. I literally, if they would have said, here's the choices, Donald Trump or vote this other box. And after the election, we will literally put every name of every person in the United States in a hat and pull one out. I would have voted for that box above voting for Donald Trump. The, the reason I didn't vote for Biden is because I thought he was too old and I didn't think he would make it four years without yeah. incident. You know, he's been a statesman for many, many years. Well, this so, is his first run for president. He lost three other times. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Many, yeah. I mean, but think about where yeah. we're at as a country where the last two elections, our choice for president was Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump and yeah. Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Out of the three of them, it makes me disgusted to have to vote for any of them. Yeah, this is interesting, though, because this is where a third party candidate might actually have a bigger chance in the next election. A bigger election chance, decide. but still no chance. There's too much money in the Republican Democrat parties. There's too much power. There's too much money. 
you're right. A bigger chance might mean they might get 4% rather than 2%, you know? But well, turn- that's true because they're always stifled out of any of the conversation. Anyway. Absolutely. There's the, the, the money that you need to raise to become president now is what, a billion dollars? You know, I mean, yeah. to become yeah. a governor now, you need to freaking raise 50 or 70 million dollars. It's insane. It's ridiculous. It's too much yes. power, too much money. And that's what's keeping it's us. pay to play. It's pay to play. I would tell you this, and, when a person gets elected, they spend their term paying back all the people with favors that literally bankroll them to get into the position. They're not doing the right thing. They're, they're literally having to make laws and favor certain things to pay back the people that gave them the capital to get the position. That's wrong. Yes. But it's who yes, we it are is. right now. Yeah. And, you know, I, I really think that it's uh, – we're at a critical mass yeah. and it's, it's just going to keep going in on itself. Yeah. I, I don't see a way right now. And I'm, I'm a pretty good optimistic guy when it comes to our freedoms, America, yeah. but I'm, I'm worried myself about what's going on and how are we going to turn this around? And I think that really happens through good conversation. Yeah. A direct right. conversation. Oh. Yes. So let's get into uh, your company and what it is doing for people, because this is another critical thing in America is a lot of people are overstressed and that causes P.E., you know, P-E, so P-E, exactly. Yeah. So stress is a big multiplier of not doing anything. If we can limit the stress and all of the worries of the world, it might not be a big problem, but it is right now. Tell us more about what you're doing. Well, this company was founded in the 2009-2010 timeframe. And the genesis and the heartbeat and soul of this company initially was Dr. Ronald Gilbert, a urologist in Orange County, California, Hogue Hospital, Newport Beach. When people would come to see him for, you know, prostate issues, ED, uh, incontinence, he had many choices. You come to see ED, he's got Viagra, Cialis, Levitra, Stendra, Trimix, you know, all these things. People come to see him for PE, he'd go, well, you're kind of on your own. You know, here's your two options. You can take SSRIs, which are referred to as selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. To, that's the medical term, but what they are are the depression drugs, Paxil, Prozac, Zoloft. Those drugs actually allow a man to last longer, but they come with severe side effects. You know, nausea, dry mouth, vomiting, uh, loss of libido, uh, suicidal thoughts. That's very extreme. I use the analogy, it's like putting out a candle with a fire hose, you know, you don't, you know, some of those side effects are worse than having PE. So that really wasn't a viable option. There were also these numbing creams and numbing sprays out there that literally would allow a man to last long because they totally numbed him up and they numbed his partner as well. So I tell people, you might as well go take a spin class or a hot yoga class. You're moving and everybody's sweating, but you're not going to achieve climax because you're both numb as hell. So that didn't really work. So what he did was he got together with an 
PhD inorganic chemist by the name of Dr. Tony Capomaccio. They developed a eutectic formula, which we patented, which literally changes the crystal structure of lidocaine from a solid to an oil aqueous form. So what it does, lidocaine in its pure form is a solid or a crystal. So the other products, it would sit on your skin and it would numb you and then it would transfer and numb your partner. So this eutectic formula changes that crystalline structure to an oil aqueous form. So when you apply it, it absorbs past the dermis, subdermis. So it gives the man a much higher degree of surface sensitivity and it doesn't transfer to the female partner. So it allows a man to last much longer, but also enjoy it and feel it and it doesn't transfer to his partner. So that was our initial product. We got very popular. We did some clinical trials. The medical community embraced us. And, you know, it, the product grew insanely well. We're very, very successful. So we're very, very thankful for that. We then started to branch out because we live in a society now, like if anyone thinks that the seven, $8 billion a year in sales of Viagra, Salsalvitra are all for people for PE, I got some swampland I want to sell you in Florida. You know what I mean? People want to optimize themselves. 50-year-old guys want to feel like they were 20, you know, that kind of thing. So it's performance enhancing. And let's step out of the world and PE and just talk about the average normal healthy male, the average normal healthy female. The average normal healthy male lasts five minutes and 42 seconds during penetration and thrusting during intercourse before climaxing. The average female takes 18 minutes of thrusting and penetration before achieving climax. So they even have a term for it in the in medical community called the arousal gap or the orgasm gap. So we started growing rapidly just for people who want that better intimacy, not PE patients. So up until 2018, that was our only product. We're doing really well. And then I talked to my customers. I listened to my customers. Customers, a lot of them were saying, men and women, hey, this is great. You know, can you recommend a lube or develop a lube? You know, when I was lasting 30 seconds, I didn't really need lubrication. Now I'm lasting 10 minutes. I, I need some lubrication. So we developed a line of lubes, a water lube, an organic aloe vera lube, and then a silicone lube. And those went really, really well, very well. We're very successful. Then a lot of women were like, hey, you know, you got products for men, what about us? So we developed a female arousal gel and that was a revolutionary product that just took off. It's a warming gel, it's not something systemic. It's not gonna change the world. It's not gonna make you orgasmic if you can't orgasm, but it enhances orgasm. It helps get you moist. It helps, you know, really anticipate and, and get more aroused because it brings warming sensation into the vulva and into the clitoris, which is obviously the women's sexual organs. So it became a very, very hot product for us. We then developed a line of massage oils that went very well. From that, we developed a product called Vitaflux, one of the doctors on our advisory board, and it was a world beater for us. It's a nitric oxide supplement. What nitric oxide supplements do, and it has benefits outside of sexuality. What nitric oxide supplements do is they increase blood flow. When you increase blood flow, you recover from workouts, stress and stuff much better because the way you recover from any kind of stress on your body is by getting oxygenated rich blood into that area. That's what that does. So it really helped. But what it does in terms of sexual benefit, which is obviously very important to us since we're a sexual wellness company, everybody on every vein and artery in your body has an epithelial layer. 
that's when you're young, it's very supple. It surrounds, you know, your veins and your arteries, and it allows good stuff, hormones and vitamins and minerals to get into the bloodstream. And it keeps bad stuff, viruses and bacteria out. As you age for men and women in your mid thirties, that epithelial layer hardens. When it hardens, it's extra good at keeping bad stuff out, but it starts keeping good stuff out. It starts keeping out hormones, vitamins, minerals. And then the average man after 35 has a three quarters of 1% increase in body fat and a loss of 1% of lean muscle tissue every year. Same thing for females. Your libido goes down because your hormones don't absorb. An additional benefit for women, as you have less hormones between going through the change and then aging and your epithelial layer hardening, women lose the ability to naturally moisturize. So they have to use a lot more outside lubrication. Because Vitaflux softens up that epithelial layer and allows better hormone absorption, we have women who lost the ability to naturally lubricate that regain it by taking Vitaflux. So that product was really, really, really good for us, both men and women. And it really put us on the map big time with women and our female business started to grow. It was then a logical step for us to go into the toys and vibrator area. And we did in uh, August of last year, and it was shocking and immediate success. And, you know, it really surprised me because I reached out to a lot of people and I sent out this email and said, hey, you know, we're really pleased that, you know, you're enjoying and buying vibrators from us. But what gave you the confidence? Because we're known as lotions and creams and supplements. We were never into hardware or toys. And it was funny because the results were very specific. And they were like, listen, if it's on this site, we know it's top quality. We know it's quality. And we know you stand behind it 100%. And, you know, that really, really hit the hammer on or hit the nail on the head and let me know that we are now a brand. Okay, we're no longer a product here, a product. We're a brand. And I've always told people that before we'll introduce a new product, anytime we go into an exploratory stage and we go, okay, what's out there? Because a lot of our customers tell us we want this area. First of all, we determine if the market is large enough. Then we do our research and we will not brand a product unless it is equal to or superior to the other products in that group. Because to me, that's what makes us different, okay? Is you go anything on that site, I can order with confidence. Plus, we have a 60-day unconditional money-back guarantee. And we're not like, sometimes people do that, but you have to pay $7.95 shipping, then you have to send it back. Seven, you go, even though it's supposedly free, I bought some for $23, I paid $16, you know, between the $7.95 to get it shipped to me. We have free shipping. You don't pay for shipping. Our shipping is free. We don't ask you to send it back if you're dissatisfied. So it truly is a zero risk on your part. And, you know, we also have condoms, you know, and that kind of stuff. But I will tell you, our condoms are no different than anyone else's. I'm not going to say they're better. They're as good as, for this reason, there's like three factories in the world that make condoms. One week, they make seven billion <laughs> duration yeah, that's true. They cut down. It's unbelievable. I was like, what? So we went ahead and made however many millions of condoms we made because a lot of people said, hey, I come to this site. I buy my female arousal gel. I buy my Vitaflux. I buy my delay spray. I don't want to have to go somewhere else and find condoms. So we did that as a convenience. Okay. 
so you can get everything you want. So, now, they're as good as anything else. They're not better. But I will tell you that Vitaflux, our female arousal gel, and our delay spray are clearly the best of breed. They are the best products in those particular categories. And that's why you come to from our vibrators are superb too. That's why you come to our website. That's why you buy from us because you go, these products are signature products and they are better. I've always told people, I don't want to be the cheapest. I want to be cost effective, but I want to be the best. I want to bring an elegance to this space. And I want people to say, this is where I go because I have total confidence. And I know for some reason, if I'm unhappy, I get my money back unquestioned and it's a class act of a company. I want to bring an elegance to this space. I wish I was kidding, but I'm not. In our delay spray, we compete with products. I wish I was joking called do me long and hard, deer after extract, bull testicle derivative. You know, I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? How desperate do you have to be? Shark fin, you know? Our products are made in pharmaceutical grade manufacturing conditions under pharmaceutical, with pharmaceutical grade ingredients. You know, they're in a class 100 clean room. This is not in someone's garage. And you've all seen those stories how some of these gas station boner pills are laced with sildenafil and all this stuff. That is so dangerous because sildenafil and some of those products, they're prescription for a reason. If you have, you know, diabetes, heart conditions, they can cause death, okay? And that's so inappropriate to ever market those things and put that stuff in your product without disclosing it and not going through proper regulatory. You can rest assured when you buy products from us that they have clinical trials, they're safety tested, they're manufactured under pharmaceutical grade conditions. We have a board of advisors. We have the president of the International Sexual International Society of Sexual Medicine on our board, Dr. Wayne Hellstrom, Tulane University, Dr. Mohit Kira, Dr. Larry Levine. These are some of the sexual experts in the world that are on our advisory board. And when people see that, they're like, wow, that's impressive. I said, well, they know who we are. They know what products that we have. We ask them to consult before we introduce them. More importantly, they been involved in some of the clinical trials. They know that they work. They know that they're safe. And and, and Jeff, right there, can yeah. I break in? Uh, because clinical trials mean they went under FDA approval also. Yes. Some of ours are FDA compliant. They don't have to go through a, a trial, but they are FDA compliant. That means that they're approved by the FDA under a monograph. More importantly, some of these clinical trials are for efficacy. So what it is, is they have a control group. These people are taking a placebo. These people are taking your product. And it has to be statistically significant, meaning it can't be 51 out of, you know, 100 say it works and 49 say it. That's statistically significant means it has to be overwhelming, that an overwhelming number of people. So it can't be bias. It can't be, you know, an accident really saying this product works versus a placebo. So our clinical trials are IRB certified as institutional review board. That's the highest medical standard. And they have to be significant, statistically significant, meaning after the trial, there's irrefutable evidence that people have a higher degree of satisfaction using these products as opposed to using yeah. them. So, well, you know, that, that Vitaflux that you're selling, that's a big area. It's a big market because oh. my wife... She, she uses a product. It's one of the competitors, you know, and I'm not going to 
badmouth them, but in a comparison, each of these are a month supply. And from experience, my wife knows that this is good product because what's in it? Oh. Now the competition, it gives you a compacted pill and it's way less dosage. So it's not going to digest and get into your system as well. So it's remarkable what you've done here, uh, just for the wellness of women and men. It's, it's incredible. Could you talk to us a little more about the nitric oxide boost in this and why, why is that important, not just to your libido, but to your health? Because it breaks up plaque in your arteries, okay? So that if you have early stages of heart disease, the one way to blow that up, think about it like a hose, okay? If you have a hose and you have dirt getting in it and you just have a trickle of water coming through, okay? The dirt can tend to build up and then pull other dirt that's flowing through, you know what I mean? And start to clog it up. But if all of a sudden you blast the pressure, you know what I mean? And turn that hose on full bore and you literally have a ton of pressure coming through there, it's going gonna, it's gonna to break up that dirt and that plaque. And that's basically a layman's term for what Vitaflux does. And there's, it's actually marketed under a different name too, the guy that invented it for specifically for heart disease, for heart patients, because it's so effective in increasing blood pressure. And they found out that the side effect is it's great for your libido. It's great for softening up the epithelial layer. It's good for your overall health. Like I said, workout stimulation. Yeah. It's L-arginine, L-citronine, L-carnitine, as well as zinc and magnesium, which are two known sexual stimulants. So it's a number of products. And you know, it's funny because a lot of people complain. They go, oh my God, I got to take three in the morning, three at night, they're pills. And I go, there is no way to compact that any smaller. Sure, we could do that, but it would lessen the effectiveness of the product. Our goal isn't to say, oh, this is easier to take, but it's not as good for you. I mean, the ultimate should be, we want the best result. And the best result are three of those tablets in the morning, three of those tablets in the evening is gonna give you the highest and most effective nitric, oxi nitric oxide boost. And that's important. And, you know, I'm on it myself. I'm 64 years old, but it's funny. Russ and Ryan, one who's 34 and one who's 30, my operations manager, my marketing manager, they both love it and take it every single day. And I'm like, you guys are 30, 34. You know, you shouldn't need this yet. And they're like, oh, no, I feel a definite difference. Just in energy level, just in, you know, arousal level. And it just shows you everyone wants to be at their best, you know. I mean, when you get in your 50s and 60s, you need it. But even before you need it, if you get a 5% boost, why not take it? Yeah. Well, you know, my wife, she needs that all the time. I'm kind of concerned about taking that because I don't want to exert overboard uh, stimuli and whatnot. So I'm kind of, I, I don't know if I want to take that or not, but... Yet with the health factors of this, well, it could give me longer life, you know? That's exactly. So, I would say try it and then see 
And if for some reason you go, it's giving me too much libido, you can always back off to two a day. The optimum is three, but if you're seeing maybe too much libido, you know, for me at my age, uh, you know, I'm already 64. I'm like, who knows how long I have left, 20 years, whatever. I want to have as much libido as possible because I know when yeah. I get in my 70s or 80s, I keep slowing down like I did now. I better shoot all the bullets I have right now and enjoy it, you know? <laughs> and I, 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 no, I noticed on a podcast you were doing, you explained, you explained it when you're young, you're like shooting a machine gun and then you trickle down to semi-automatic. <laughs> that and then was the kind rifle, of, and then yeah. I tell, my age now I have a musket. You know what I mean? Like one of those civil yeah. war. You gotta put the powder in, put the ball in, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that that was an right. excellent, yeah. excellent rendition there. Everyone explanation. laughed at that, you know, and, and they're like, How'd you come up with that? I go, because it's true. I go, trust me, I'm living it, you know? And you know, yeah. they call the refractory period. That means how long it takes you from the, you know, once a time you ejaculate until you're ready to have sex again. And when you're young, the refractory yeah. period is five minutes. People go to me, what's yeah. the refractory period when you're 64? I go, a night's sleep, breakfast, a workout, a nap. <laughs> and then you know, they're like, what? I go, trust me, okay? I'm yeah. good for at least 24 hours before I'm ready to roll again. You know what I mean? I go, maybe yeah. on, you know, my woman's birthday or you know, Christmas or whatever, you know, I can sum it up, you know, one more, but that's not something I can do on a regular basis. Okay. Yeah, exactly. 40s, it was nothing for me to go twice a day, you know, go twice one evening, once in the morning. Then I got in my fifties. I'm like something changed. Maybe it was my prostate aging, you know, and now in my, it's 60s, easier to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. You know, one of the things that I think that people love when I'm on a podcast you find a lot of people go on there. No, I'm just like I was in my twenties. Bullshit. Okay. Yeah. If no. that's the case, you're a freak of nature. I'm not a freak of nature. Yeah. I talk to people yeah. all day, every day. Let's be honest. I don't want other 60 year olds going out there going, why is he so virile? And you know, what's wrong with me? I'm going to be honest. I am not as virile as I was in my twenties, thirties or forties for that matter. Okay. And it's oh, yes. definitely going the wrong direction as I age. But there are things you can do to prolong your potency. There are things that you can do to enhance the times that you are still intimate. So why not do them? Yeah. Well, that's that's very important in any sexual relationship, whether yeah. it be, you know, man, woman, man, man, however yeah. you do your thing, that's up to you. But, you know, the the level of energy and enthusiasm that really matters in any relationship. Let me tell you so, something. There's no bigger turnoff if you're a man than your woman desiring you and having libido. Yes. Vice versa. If yes. you're a woman, if you go, oh, my God, my husband, I just crawled in the bed. He's already got a heart on. He's like caressing me. You know what I mean? Oh, man. Yeah. You know, I'm really desired. Even if it's something they know you're going through, you're sick or whatever, and you've not aroused it does play on your self-esteem. You know what I mean? Oh my God. That's right. You know, if your woman just because of aging and going through menopause, all of a sudden doesn't lubricate naturally anymore. You got to use tons of lubes, even though academically, even though intellectually you realize because of age, you still reach down there and you're like, Oh, she's dry. She's not turned on. Even it's an emotional thing. Even though, you know, 
I'm in the business and that's happened to me before. And I'm like, wait, my partner's 48. She's just going through menopause. Even I know it's the issue. I'm like, man, I wish she was, you know, moist. You know what I mean? Like, because then I would feel more desired, you know? And it makes it uncomfortable. It makes her like, oh my God, am I sending a signal that I'm really not desiring him when indeed I am? So I tell people, leave your ego at the door. Check your ego at the door. Use whatever you need to do to enhance the feelings of, of, of lust, the feelings of desirability for you and your partner, and really take the anxiety out of it. Really relax and enjoy what you're doing. Yeah, you've got to be real with each other. Yeah. You know, and communicate. Uh, yeah. Communication is a big factor there. And if, if you have those concerns... Speak about it. Bring it to the light. That way you can find these products that help ask those people. situations. Ask me, what is the most important sexual, you know, device or what's the most important sexual product or thing that you can do to enhance, you know, your intimacy? And I go communicate. It is. Yes. It really and truly it is. is. Get in. It is. It's Enjoy 100%. It. Yeah. And tell your partner what you like. Tell your partner what feels good. More importantly, tell your partner what doesn't feel good. So they're doing something and you're like, oh, it's uncomfortable. You know, it's ruining the mood, but you don't want to say anything. You know, I, yeah. I'm i very open sexually. A lot of times when I'm first with someone new, I will say to them, I want you to masturbate for me. A lot of times we're like, what? Oh, no, I'm uncomfortable. And they go, why would you have <laughs> I go, think about this. Yeah especially for women, all women are different. There'll be a woman you're dating who's like, oh my God, be very careful. I'm so sensitive in my labia and my clitoris. I just a light touch, not even direct pressure, you know, blah, 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 blah. Okay, okay, great. Then you're dating someone else the following year and she's like, I need direct stimulation right on my clitoris. It's like, I need to really rub hard. I mean, sandpaper, put a jackhammer. I'm like, oh my God, how can these two be of the same species, you know? So- I tell women that, listen, okay, you can either have me for the next month go, you know, fumble around trying to figure out how you like it, how you, or you can literally show me, okay? Because if you're masturbating, you're not doing things that are uncomfortable. You're touching yourself in the exact way you want to be touched. So I'm going to watch what you're doing. And by the way, I happen to be for you, so I'm enjoying the hell out of it while I'm doing it. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> I'm literally watching and you're giving me a guide on how to pleasure you, okay? You're telling me, okay, this is the pressure. This is the way I like to be touched. This is the frequency. This is, you know, and that is so key. So let's just, you know, get past the, oh, I'm, you know, I'm shy. I'm uncomfortable. Well, if you're shy and uncomfortable, you should be intimate with someone. Let that go. You're to the point where this is important enough. Let your guard down. Trust the person. Yes. And, and, you know, the older you get, the more comfortable in that you get, you know, you find that confidence, you know, and I got married at 19. I've been with my wife since 17, you know, so that's quite a few years and we still love each other. There's been quite a few rock and roads there, you know, but you got to communicate. That's the biggest thing ever. And I found out, 
I used to run from my wife because I was afraid to communicate my inner feelings about sex with her. The moment I said, bullshit, I'm going to let this go and what happens happens, that communication, it's priceless. And our relationship is developing at such a much more mature level now because we're open with communication. It's amazing. So I'm with you, my man. Your your products have big reviews. Uh, I mean, you've been featured in big premieres about the the. Oh, how should I say it? The scandal behind Promescent and the Dr. Gilbert, your friend, your neighbor, the tragedy behind this. The most senseless thing you can ever imagine. Imagine he got murdered in a case of mistaken identity. I mean, yeah. think of how insane that is. You know, and, and how you come to the aid of the family to keep this going it's kind of remarkable, and I, I really thank you. It's the you. right thing to do. It's not the easy thing yes. to do. But a man <laughs> yeah. dedicating five years of my life without compensation to further this and make sure that they're taken care of, his legacy is protected, and to provide for them, and then having a $22 billion a year company come in and sign an NDA and say, hey, we want to purchase you, and then literally try to steal our trade secrets and all of our intellectual stuff and then try crushing us. I mean, how black does your heart have to be? Yeah. yeah. It's insane. And, and this is a big company that's kind of out there and 22 you know, billion a year, $22 billion a year. This is one of the reasons I like you because you stand up to this stuff. You've done it before with other companies and so many people just say they've got too much money i don't have the time effort I where do you people, get that I <laughs> you know this. i have bigger balls than i have brains sometimes you know what i mean <laughs> right on. if you look at i took down hyundai in 2000 okay and i crushed them they literally i had this big semiconductor engineering recruiting business very successful and they chose me to do the staffing in this big firm up in a uh, big facility up in eugene oregon they told me to screen out all women and african-americans i'm like i'm not doing that people are like you'll never know i go i know i'm not doing it yeah one thing led to another they kept pressuring me to do it and i refused so finally they fired me i took them to court i proved it i crushed them okay in the interviews, Jane Wells and some other people that are now following this case have pointed out in the interviews afterwards, I said, I will never go through this again. They were so dirty and so <laughs> filthy and they, the personal havoc they wreak on you. I would never do this again. And they go, now you're doing it again. I go, I had no choice. Okay. Because they did this to us. And my two choices were to walk away and let them get away with it or teach yeah. them a lesson. We're going to court in May. We were supposed to go in in November, then December, then February kept getting delayed because of the pandemic. Now it's in May. I give you my word, I'm going to spank them, okay, hard. And I'll come back on after and tell you about it. You know, I'm living yes, in the right now until we go to court. But let me tell you right now, 
I am 100% confident. They did it. I have the proof. And they are going down hard. Okay. These are really and truly some unethical people. And what they did is despicable. And I have them. I know it and they know it. And this is going yes. to be ugly for them. And what well, I respect that, that they deserve. And, you know, too many people in this country, here's their feeling. I'll leave it for the next guy to clean up. And then yeah. the company gets more emboldened. They do it again. 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 And then it just becomes a way of life to them because they continue to get away with it. Somebody has to be the one eventually that says enough. I'm not leaving it for the next guy. I'm cleaning this mess up right now. Now, after this, it's someone else's turn. Okay. I mean, I've spent <laughs> don't say five, that yet. <laughs> I've spent 14 years of my adult life getting the living shit kicked out of me because trust me, <laughs> companies don't play fair. They're filthy. They're dirty. Okay. And yeah. they do all they try to do is run the cost up and drag it out, figuring they'll make it so difficult. You'll go away. And unfortunately for them, I'm a boy scout. They try dragging your name through the mud and making you out to yes. be a villain. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I don't drink. I don't take hard drugs. I like to get high. I'm very open about that. That's my drug of choice, but I don't make, I've never made a bad business deal. I'm honest. I'm hardworking. I'm successful. So if you think you're going to leverage me and go, Oh, we're going to bring out all this dirt. Go ahead. If putting an extra yeah. lime in your Perrier is a crime, I'm guilty. Okay. Other than that. Yeah. Yeah. There's not a whole lot there. So if they want to make this a test of character, if they want to make this a test of ethics or reputation, let's go, bring it, let's get it on, okay? <laughs> uh, I'm, all, I'm all for and, it, okay? And that's what they do. It's the same thing as what we were talking about earlier in the political realm. Yeah. They try to smear. Absolutely. And they try to dissolve you. And they feel and, if they and, stay it long enough that it starts sinking in and people believe it. But here's the ultimate compliment. So- they were represented by Shepard, Muller, Richter, and Hampton. And it's the same firm that represented Hyundai when I crushed them. I'm like, I think you might have picked someone better. I think we have a history, okay? I was a lot younger, a lot more naive there. I learned from that, okay? These idiots had no chance, okay? We were 15 out of 15 in pretrial motions. They just replaced them in December with a firm called Wilmer Hale, okay? It was this big, renowned, you know, politically connected Wall Street firm. And, you know, they're, they're in Washington and New York. And, oh, my God, people go, oh, my God, are you nervous? I'm like, no. I go, number one, I have excellent counsel, okay? Number two, it's like owning a restaurant, okay? And you're the owner of a restaurant. You go, okay, we got sour milk. We got moldy bread. We have rancid meat. Hey, I brought a new chef in. Yeah, good luck with that, okay? With those ingredients, okay? Unless Wilmer Hill can come in and erase emails and delete depositions, which is illegal, they can't do, they have a bad fact pattern and a shitty client, okay? So people ask me, I go, I consider it a compliment. They go, holy shit, we're in trouble. We just got waxed 15 out of 15 times on these pre-trial motions. Do we really and truly want to go forward with these idiots representing us at trial? No, we need to go. So they're getting these new guys up to speed. And I'm like, bring in whoever you want, okay? You're not changing the facts. I will get you into court, and a jury of my peers is going to look at you and go, are you kidding me? You went into court with this? Yeah. Yeah, it's 
kind of uh, compelling in your favor from what I've looked at. Oh, yeah. And let and me tell you something. The, I'm, I'm speaking directly to them when I'm talking to you right now because they hear yeah. every single thing I do. When I get my deposition, every they monitor. So I'm speaking directly to them. And you know what my message yes. is? Strap it on because we're going May. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You got me. Yeah. You think you got me? That's right. And bring it on. All right. Let's go. And, and we'll you know, my that, ass, okay. Bring anyone you that's want. That's what in. we need. Yeah. That's what we need in America is more yeah. people standing up to this BS. Because yeah. if we allow that sort of law. Yeah. Well, it's, it's kind of BS. And it's nonsense. You, you, you know, here's another thing. Some of these attorneys with this bullshit, I'm not a big fan of attorneys in general. Now, there's some out there doing good, and I respect, I like the attorneys that I have, but let's face it, there's a lot of things in this country are shitty because of attorneys, okay? Excess litigation, ridiculous litigation, bullying litigation, and firms like Shepard Mullen and firms like Wilmer Hill that represent bad actors like this, you can even see... And they're trying to suppress certain things that they know are negative, but they're true for their, you know what I mean? And they mischaracterize things. And, you know, they're going to hide behind this mantra of everyone deserves representation. Bullshit. Fuck you. Okay. You know that you're representing people that are doing wrong. You know that you literally are covering up bad behavior, unethical behavior, and trying to squash an ethical company. Fuck you. Okay. And you're bullshit. Okay. I say this, okay, you should go out and find someone who's doing right and represent them rather than represent these heathens and these scumbags and these clowns, okay? It's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong from day one. Yes, I believe that wholeheartedly. You know, and it it takes good men to stand up or else that's going to thrive. After my Hyundai case... There was a woman from the NAACP in Long Beach that contacted me because I stood up for women and African-Americans. As you can see by looking at my picture, I'm, I'm not female or African-American. I'm like the whitest dude you'll ever see. I'm like <laughs> translucent, okay? So I stood up for two groups that obviously I had nothing to do with. But to me, it wasn't about I'm not a woman. I'm not, it was about fairness, okay? That here I was, some young poor kid that this – country gave me an opportunity to better myself. How could I be part of a scheme to keep other people from achieving success? I couldn't be. So this woman contacted me from the NAACP and she said, we want to give you an award. It was this big thing in Long Beach. I think it must've been 2001 because it was after the trial ended. So I went and they gave me this man of the year for their little local chapter and everything. And afterwards she pulled me aside and she goes, I read this story and she goes, it made me tearful that you walked away from $1.6 million to do what you did. And I said, it was the right thing to do. And she goes, you know, you remind me of a famous quote, and I'm paraphrasing here, I don't remember exactly, but it had something to do with it, it was like this. It was, when good men stand idly by, evil flourishes. And when she first said it, I'm like, what? Because, you know, I'm like, what? And then she goes, when good men stand by idly, evil flourishes. Right. And you know... To this day, I'll never forget that night. I remember the look in her eyes when she was telling. She was like welling up, tearful. And she said, I can't believe that a successful white male at your age, at the time I was uh, 44, walked away from $1.6 million to do the right thing. I said, let me tell you something. 
you know, my grandparents had an outhouse and, you know, my parents were always on the lower end of the socioeconomic scale. I said, don't get me wrong. I've had a lot of success. I don't want to give back what I've earned rightfully and ethically and how hard I've worked. So hear me out. I don't ever want to give that back by the same token. I know that I can live very comfortably with nothing because I did the first 20 years of my life. So before I ever change my ethics and do anything I don't believe in, I'll walk away from it because I know that I enjoy the fruits of my labor. I enjoy having nice things, but I don't need them to live and be happy. And at the end of the day, when I put my head on the pillow, I have to feel good about who I am and what I do. My parents weren't successful financially, but they were wonderful people. And I will never, they're long gone, both of them, but I still live every day to make them proud of me. Okay. Yeah. And to me, taking part in something like that would have been so wrong, would have been just so just disgusting. I couldn't live with myself. And in the present case that I'm in right now, you know, my dad told me one time that he believed that it was every person's duty to try to leave the world a better place than they found it. And, you know, my dad's not going to have any buildings erected in his name. He doesn't leave a fortune. But I can tell you this, he left the better, the world a better place and he found it because he left loving children, loving grandchildren. He instilled values in us that hopefully we pass on to our children. And he was renowned in the community. Everyone loved him because he was ethical and hardworking and good. And at the end of the day, that's the most important thing to me. You know, I, yeah. I like being successful. I still only have one home. I drive one car. A lot of my neighbors are like, they got homes in four different states. They got one of my neighbors has 14 cars. I'm like, dude, you can only drive one. Yeah. First of all, six of them are Porsches. Okay. I mean, what's, what's up with that? Okay. I like buying yeah. stuff that appreciates, not stuff that depreciates. You know, if yeah. I can only drive one car at a time, why do I need that many? I don't. You know, and that's right. some of my neighbors have like private planes and they go, why don't you get like a fractional thing? And I go, I have a whole fleet. They go, what? I go Southwest. They go everywhere I need to go. And I get bonus points. They're like, what? I go, I don't need to blow a hole <laughs> in the ozone if I want to go back and visit my family in Pennsylvania. For 400 bucks, yeah. I can get a ticket on Southwest. Direct flight, round trip. That works for me. Plus, I've met some interesting people on planes. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and if if you can't be happy with yeah. nothing, there's nothing. Yeah, you can't be you can't be happy with. If you anything. can't be happy with nothing, then all the material possessions in the world aren't going to make you happy. That's you right. know, I that, drive a Tesla. It took a while to learn that. <laughs> that. Trust me, it did. I drive a Tesla because I want to be ecologically conscientious and send a message to my son, who if he listens to this. You got that Ford Raptor getting six miles an hour. Come on, dude. <laughs> you know, hey, and, uh, I did a I did a podcast with Doctor Twyla Dell yeah. about gasoline and yeah. the the masses were in because of it. Yes, and Tesla is one of those things that she says is going to resolve the masses we're in. I've had some exotic cars. I won't usually have one at a time, but I've had some really good cars. And I would not trade any one of them for my Tesla. I really love my Tesla. I've had a Bentley. I've had AMG or uh, Mercedes 600 AMGs and, you know, Bravis packages and eight series BMWs. I had everything you could ever have. 
I love my Tesla. I absolutely, it costs 25% of what some of my other cars cost. It's my only car. I wow. love it. I would never, I just ordered another one, a plan. It'll be ready <laughs> in a year and a half. That, so when this one's done, I'll replace it with that. To me, it's very important to cut my carbon footprint. You know, I'm getting solar panels yeah. on my home. And, you know, at a certain point, I'm at that point at 64, I'm not worried about myself. I'm worried about the legacy that I'm leaving, about That's my right. impact on the planet. Just like my dad said, leave the world a better place than you found it. But when I take RB to court in May and I'm going to punk them, I'm telling you, it's a promise. And I'm going to come back on and tell you about it. No, it will be the second I hope you do. Day. It'll be the second happiest day in my life after December 25th, 1988. That's when my son was born. Okay. Because these guys are just bad. They're just, they're, they're just bad actors. And I hope to empower another generation of young Jeff Abrahams that literally That's what know, it's about. I don't have to take it. Okay. If I see evil, I'm not going to stand idly by like that lady from the NCAA told or NAACP told me when good men stand idly by evil flourishes. I want to empower right. others to have a blueprint to go. I don't have to take this. I don't have to get rolled over and punched in the face and just scurry into the darkness and hide. Okay. One yes. thing I've learned all these big bullies and all these big Goliaths and everything, they don't like to be punched back. <laughs> they're just That's used right. to getting away with it okay that's right i can tell you this hyundai and their attorneys hated my guts rb and their attorneys despise me you know why they despise me because i am not afraid of them and i literally say to them bring it on punch away yeah. truth is truth lie give all these comments under the table off the record Besperching my character because you know why? Eventually, I'm going to get your ass in court. And when I do, that's when I start punching back. And I got news for you for an old geezer, I punch hard. Okay. And trust me, I don't, at my age, I can't waste any blows. Okay. I'm not punching yeah. here. When I punch back, yeah. I'm either punching you right in the face or right in the balls, one of the two. Okay. That's right. I am taking my shots and they are going to hurt. Yeah. And that's where we need to get back to, you know, yeah. that's what puts people in check. That's exactly. Because if you're unwilling to stand up against the money, like I said earlier, you've already lost. If you're going to so, wait for someone else to do it, you'll wait the rest of your life. It'll never happen. If you're going to wait for justice to happen, it'll never happen. You have to go out and make it happen. That's right. I'm counting. That, that is day. very important. Yeah. Yeah. Don't talk about it. Do it. Do it. Oh, yeah. And, no. And I got a track record. OK, I'm, this ain't my first rodeo. Yeah. And, and, you know, the the big thing is having people there to help you do it. You yeah. know, earlier you said you have great counsel. These lawyers, this is what America needs more of is With people that doubt, actually understand sure how to stand up against that yeah. system because they that's what it is. It's a systematical. Just, they just spend money. Literally they filed motions. They know they couldn't win just to drag this out and literally create absorbent cost and drag it out and drag it out and drag it out. When uh, Wilmer Hill took over, 
The other firm had filed these counterclaims 18 months ago. And my attorney first called me and goes, hey, they filed these counterclaims. I started laughing. He goes, what are you laughing? I go, you're joking. He goes, no, I swear to God. I go, they filed counterclaims. I go, we didn't do anything. And so I go, I don't believe you. So he emailed me a copy of the counterclaims. I started laughing. I'm like, those are absolutely ludicrous. He goes, what do you mean? I go, they're absolutely ridiculous. So you're not going to believe this. So I read them. So I talked to two other attorney friends of mine and they go, listen, they do that just to drag it out and run the costs up. These are going to cost a fortune because you have to get expert depositions, expert testimony, expert reports. I'm like, what? And it did. It dragged it out and cost a fortune. So we were smart enough. So we filed a motion literally within weeks after they filed those saying, we believe these are specious. They have no validity. They're doing this to drag it out, run up the cost. So we asked the court to sanction them. Are you ready for this? After Wilmer Hill took over, it was 30 days before the trial was supposed to start. We're supposed to start on January 24th. It was December 22nd. This is two years and millions of dollars in legal fees on those counterclaims alone in 18 months and everything else. You know what? They dropped them entirely, completely dropped them like they never happened. First of all, how is it legal in this country to do that? Okay. Yeah. So, it's like it never happened. No, it happened because we had to spend all that money and it dragged everything out. We're not allowed to mention it. The jury's not allowed to hear that. And after the trial, the judge is going to rule on it. How insane is that? You know, oh, it yeah. would be prejudicial. To my understanding, prejudicial means you don't want to drag things from outside and prejudice the jury. In this case, this was part of the case. This was in the litigation of this case. It should be allowed to be brought in, say they filed these charges, explain why you filed them, explain why you dropped them, okay? And what are you going to do about all the cost and all the nonsense that you rang up with these things? That would be an admission of guilt. Yeah, but it happened. <laughs> you know, and it's not like we're yeah. Monday morning quarterbacking. It's not like, you know, all these things look, we filed it right after they filed them because these are ridiculous I thought my attorneys were kidding when they called me. Yeah. And that's why. Yeah, it's ridiculous. That's why we put it on the record. We did the motion and everything else. Yeah. Well, you know, I I think uh, you're not only fighting for yourself. You're fighting for uh, Dr. Gilbert's family and everybody else that this happens to. It's a big thing. To be honest with I have to be honest with you. Okay. I retired once already. I came out of retirement about this company. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't need this. Okay. The last person I'm fighting for is me. Trust me. Okay. I live simply. <laughs> my house is paid for. My car's paid. I don't have a single payment in my life. Okay. Yeah. And I have a lot of money in the bank. This is not about me. I am fighting for Ron's reputation for his wife and his two boys, my shareholders. Okay. My employees. They were wrongly robbed of what they deserve. More importantly, I am fighting for everyone this has happened to before me and everyone it's going to happen to after me. I have chosen to be the one who goes, okay, here we go again. Enough. I am standing up. I'm going to put an end to this. This is not, but I'm telling you, take me at my word. I'm not doing this again. Okay. Twice in one lifetime. Well, I'm on record saying the first time I'm not, I'm never doing this again. I am never doing this again. It's like marriage once is enough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, I, I really, 
I think you're doing a good thing. Let, let me see if I've got everything here. Uh, one more question. Sure. You, you bring a lot of products to market. How do you get them from concept to market? It's interesting. It's, uh, it's not an easy proposition. What you have to do is take your time and evaluate and find the right product. That's the hardest part. You have to, first of all, determine the space. You have woman's arousal gel. Is there enough, you know, demand for this product to, you know, justify the time and the research and everything involved? And then when you say, yes, there's a need, then you have to say, what exists out there right now? Do, is there a need for something, you know? And then you have to either A, start evaluating existing products that are out there, find companies that, and because this happens all the time, there are companies that develop something, but they don't have expertise in marketing and bringing products to market. They're great researchers. And now we're to the point, we get contacted by people going, hey, you know, we have great chemists, we have great this, we've developed products, but we don't want to go through having to put a whole team in place would you be willing to market this? Well, what is it? You know, that kind of a thing. So then what we do is we find something we think addresses the need. And then we have a select group of our customers that we send samples to and say, we want your honest feedback on this. And people love that when they think, hey, they're part of the decision-making process, you know? And so we do that. We also, to be quite frank with you, myself, Russ, Ryan, uh, our employees, we use the products. I bring the product into my home and my partner and I will go. I remember when I first brought the female arousal gel home, you know, she was like, I'm not sure. Is this, I go, yes, hundred percent safe. Trust me. And she's like, okay, great. She goes, I don't understand how it would work. And I explained to her, she goes, okay, we'll give it a shot. She loves it. Absolutely loves it. And I remember we were first going to bring vibrators onto the site Every vibrator company in the world and some of the ones that, you know, do private labeling were sending us vibrators. At one point, I had like 42 vibrators in my bedroom, you know, like <laughs> I said, listen, we got to try some of these, you know, because I really want to get the best of the best. And I she was at first. Well, really? Yeah, I'm going yeah, to try these. I got to a point two weeks later to get out of the shower here. I'm like, what? You know, like. And so, you know, we always laugh because you get the advantage of saying, hey, you know, I'm doing research tonight. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm yeah, yeah, it's wow. my job. It's my job. <laughs> and, you know, I send some, you know, to relatives and different people. And I go, hey, I want your opinion. And then invariably my brother will send something back and goes, dude, I've been married for 35 years. Okay. Don't send me anything. You know what I mean? Like it'll take me a year to have sex and get back to you on that. You know, we laugh, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. But it's very important that by the time we bring something to market, we are dead sure that a, there's a market for it. B, this is as good, if not better than anything else out there in that space. And that there is a demand for it and a need, but People ask me, how many new products do you plan on introducing? And I go, somewhere between zero and 100. They go, what? And I go, yeah. If we never find another product that I feel is as good, if not better, than anything else in this space, and it's a big space, then we'll never introduce another product. If we find 10 a year for the next 10 years, and they all meet the criteria, we don't have a timeline. We don't have a specific number that we want to introduce. We have criteria. Yeah. 
The criteria is it has to be as good, if not better, than anything in this space, has to be a significant space and fit into sexual wellness. Yeah. If those so criteria are there, we'll introduce a new product. If they're not, we'll never have another product. Are there secrets in the work? Yes, we just introduced, <laughs> we just introduced a delay wipe. And uh, ah. it comes in a single packet, a little fits anywhere in your pocket and your chain. And so we had had a lot of people asking for that because our delay spray is the best going. It's phenomenal. Even though it's a tiny bottle, sometimes people go into a club one night, they don't want to have like a little bottle in there. You know what I mean? So they wanted that little discreet. <coughs> and it's good. It works really good. It's not quite as effective as having it in a bottle, you know? So we tell people, have a bottle of promescent on your nightstand and have a wipe to go. You know, if you're going to a club one night, you're just going to your yeah. girlfriend dreaming, okay? And people love that. And we call it our home and away. This one's for your home. This one's when you're on the road kind of a thing. So, yeah. uh, you know, we just introduced Is that. Is there any difference in those two products? Oh, yeah. With a wipe, the, the, the monograph for lidocaine has to be a meter dose spray, and you can't get a meter dose spray into a wipe. So it's a different, it's a benzocaine formula. It's the best wipe on the market, hands down. That being said, on the scale of efficacy, our delay spray is a nine out of 10. If you go, what's the effectiveness? Our delay wipe is a six or seven out of 10, but the other delay wipes out there are like a two. I mean, the other delay wipes, you know what they were? They were those little packets that they used to give intermuscular shots. You know how before you get a shot, you yeah. tear open that little yeah. thing. They literally just took that and remarketed it as a freaking PE wipe. So we spent wow. the time and developed a formula and really went at it. It took us three and a half years and we came up with something that was vastly superior to what was out there. It's still not as good as our, and we, we say right on our site, this does not have the efficacy, but it's convenient. So we recommend that you have the delay spray in your bedroom for regular use and you have your wipe for the times you want the portability. So it's very important for us to be honest and not say these are two light products or not. You might want to give up a little bit of efficacy for the delivery system that allows it to be much more discreet. Convenience. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's that's very interesting. So how do people get a hold of you, get your products? And we're available at a lot of retail locations, you know. Uh, but here's what I tell people. Number one, we want people to use the right product for the right reasons, okay? So all the studies, all the clinical trials, all the doctor testimonials, all the videos on how to use things for our site. So I tell people, start at the site. Make sure you're choosing the right product for the right reason, okay? Then if you want to get it on retail, then literally there's a, 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 a store locator. You type in your zip code into this little box, then you press it, it'll show you which stores have which products, and you pick five mile, 10 mile, 20 mile, 50 mile radius, okay? And then you go pick them up. And if you choose to buy it on our site, we have free shipping. We ship seven days a week. It literally, in most places in the U.S., it's two-day delivery. And we have a full money-back guarantee. We're also on Amazon. We're also on eBay. We're everywhere. But start at the site so that you're buying the right product for the right reason and you know how to correctly use it. I'm not in the business of trying to get everybody to buy one and have most people dissatisfied. We want repeat customers. We want people to buy the right product for the right reason and use it correctly 
so that they tell other people that this is a great product and a great company. That's how you grow a business. Yeah. Well, my wife just started on the product last week and we will actually give an update by time this goes live at the end of the podcast. I so appreciate that. We will understand the nature of the change and yes. I really appreciate what you have done and what you continue to do, Jeff. You're an amazing individual, and I sure do appreciate you spending time here with us on Dead America. It's my Podcast. pleasure. We appreciate being here. I will tell you this, that I'm passionate. I don't do anything half-hearted, okay? I, if I do anything, I put my best effort into it, and I do it because I truly believe it. And I do it because in my worldview and the way that I was raised, it's the right thing to do. I don't need to be doing That's it. Right. I want to do this. Okay. It's the vision of a man who I admired, who was a very good personal friend of mine, my doctor, my neighbor. Okay. He deserves to have his vision and his legacy cared for and nurtured. And that's what I'm doing. Yep. Well, it's, it's a uh, fascinating the drug industry and all of the fascinating products that you have on your site. People need to get over there, check them out and check them out. Really? <laughs> Thank you, sir. It's my pleasure, my friend. Take it easy. Have a good evening. Thank you for joining us today. If you found this podcast enlightening, entertaining, educational in any way, please share, like, subscribe, and join us right back here next week for another great episode of Dead America Podcast. I'm Ed Waters, your host. Enjoy your afternoon, wherever you may be.